majesty high upon a throne. And we welcome you here. Invade this place. Saturate us, Holy Spirit. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you in spirit and in truth, yes. Oh, we're not asking for anything in this moment, Lord. We just worship you, King Jesus, because of who you are. You be higher lifted up in this place. You be higher lifted up. Higher lifted up, King Jesus. Let our worship be a sweet aroma, a sweet fragrance before your throne, O oh King. For we worship you in our own way, with our own words. For we worship you. I was created for to work. 
Father, listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago that the glory you had given him we would somehow come to know. So make us one accord. truth and righteousness you desire the world to see Hey guys, welcome to the Surrender All of Jesus Ministry show. Man, we have a jam-packed show tonight. I got videos. We're going to be talking scriptures. It's, it's going to be amazing. But I'll tell you what, 
I probably shouldn't have did this. And I just got done watching the president and I got to shake that off because guys, I, I don't know if you're for the vaccine, not for the vaccine, but I tell you what, there's just something that just doesn't go right. And I'm hoping that I'm not going to get kicked off Facebook for, for saying this, but guys, I think we should have a choice. It should be our choice whether or not we want to do this. And, um, and I, I don't, I don't like being told to do something like that. And, uh, I don't know. So put that aside, but we are going to be talking about Afghanistan tonight. We're also going to be talking about nine 11 guys, the 20 year anniversary is happening. And I got about a seven, eight kind of video clip that I put together. It's really good. Um, and I really think that we should remember, never forget what happened that day. And it coincides, guys, with what's happening right now in Afghanistan. And I'll tell you what, some of the stuff that I pulled up in, in, in the news, you might not even know. Um, and so I think you're going to be informed. I'm going to tie it into scripture. And this is going to be an awesome show, guys. It is definitely going to be the Supernatural 911 show. And you're going to get some awesome keys to the kingdom. So probably wondering... Who is this guy? Pastor Richard Schwegler. And you're probably wondering, what is Surrender All to Jesus ministry all about? So let's check out this quick video. Are you going to surrender? In every one of us, if we look back in our lives, we can see how God was training us to do the things that He really wants us to do. The question is, is are we listening to the Holy Spirit? That time is now. There's no more excuses for each one of us. We need to step in that cause because each one of us, that cause is directly linked to people that are lost in the city, the state, and the world. So we need to step in that cause and do that so that we can reach those people. Let me ask you a question. Do you want joy in your life? You know what, if you want joy in your life, what you need to do is surrender all. And that's exactly what this whole website, the, the radio ministry is all about, is surrendering those things to God that He wants you to do so you can step in that awesome destiny that He has for your life. You know what, there's a lot of really cool things that are going on in the city of Milwaukee. God does have a strategic plan to change the things that are going on. We've been laying a foundation, a revival has started, and you know what, He needs you. God needs you to do those awesome things that He preordained just for you to reach the people of the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin, and the world. Surrender All Ministries is all about partnering with as many people as we can. You know, we got Clark Square Initiative that we're partnering with. We got Salvation Army. We have Rescue Mission. We have all these different ministries that are doing things in the city of Milwaukee. There's a reconciliation that has been going on between churches, all different denominations, and we're working together as one in Christ. You're almost out of time. You better give up. All right, guys. So uh, the last couple shows, I have not talked about uh, sponsors and how you guys can sponsor the show. But I just want to quick give you a little show. So this is like what my equipment's looking like. Guys, this costs money. It's time. Um, I think I work maybe about an hour or two, sometimes more a day. Um, I switched my show. Uh, and so I'm just looking at some of the equipment that's going on here. But I switched my show uh, last night. Um, I got hit. Holy Spirit hit me. And uh, I, I knew I was going to say something about 9-11, but this is going to be a tribute to that. And I'm going to tie it in Afghanistan. So, all right, let's check this out. This is about sponsorship. Watch this video. Welcome to the uh, 
the advertising slash sponsorship of the Surrender All of Jesus show. Guys, you know what? I've been doing this since about 2014. I took a little bit of a break um, in 2017, came back on in um, 2019. And guys, man, the show is all about just showcasing what God is doing through people. And if you've been blessed by this, guys, I would love for you guys to partner with me. And there's three ways that you guys can partner with me. The first way is to pray. Just constantly pray that that when we speak these things over the airwaves, that Holy Spirit is moving. And not only will it reach people during the, the live show, but when people like review the shows um, year, three years, 10 years from now, that Holy Spirit would still just go right through these airwaves and it would touch people's lives and would change people. Guys, I'm telling you, I, I've had many times people coming back and telling me that that's something that my guest said or something that I said, it just changed their lives. And that's what this is all about. So prayer, that's the first thing. The second thing, guys, is uh, actively participating. So it's watching and then I love emojis and all that kind of stuff. But man, I'm telling you, those comments are where it's really at. So if, one, if I say something and it just resonates with your heart or if my guest says something and it resonates with your heart, just say something. Put as many comments as you can. I mean, right away, tell me where you're watching from and all those kind of things like I talked about at the beginning of the show. But that's the second way. The third way, guys, is to financially support this show and the ministry itself. I mean, we also do like fire starter classes and all that. The main thing that God put on my heart is to help people get deliverance, freedom, get aligned correctly, and then step in that awesome destiny that he has for your life. Man, so advertising. If your business or and and or your uh, your your ministry, if you want to partner with me, I have three different tiers of, of, of advertising. And if you look at right now, I'll look at the screen. Uh, Christina Cornell is one of my sponsors, and she does all my multimedia stuff, guys. She does the website for the Surrender All of Jesus website. She does the website for Healthy Surrender. So she does that. She can branding, uh, labeling, uh, multimedia stuff. I mean, it's just amazing. She's an amazing woman of God. And she she allows Holy Spirit to flow through what she's doing and doing things for your, your, your business or your ministry. She also has a ministry of her own with her daughter, Isabella. And they do singing and they do testimony things. And they're trying to reach out to young people and, and men and women. But their ministry is called Tell Them Ministries. If you really want to see what they're all about within that ministry, watch last week's show. Just go on the YouTube page or go on my Facebook page and uh, just search uh, Christina Cornell and it'll pop up. She's been on my show several times. So that's one sponsor, guys. That's a way you can do it. Or in another way, financially supporting is just go through PayPal or just go through my website and just do a love offering. I mean, if... if if this show has blessed you, just do a love offering. I would never give an amount of what someone should give. But if while you're watching, Holy Spirit is like just kind of uh, urging you to give a certain amount, give that amount because the blessing is to me, but it's more so for you. Man, it activates that blessing that whatever you would need, whatever Holy Spirit is telling you. Excellent. So the other part of that is my ministry slash business, and that is Healthy Surrender. Guys, Healthy Surrender is all about being whole our mind, our body, our spirit, and our soul. It's so important to get that gook out so that you can step into that awesome destiny that God has for your life. So I do uh, counseling, uh, mediation, mentoring, life coaching, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just really infused with Holy Spirit and, um, and you get freed and you get, uh, and that, that bondage is broken 
and I'll give you tools that um, that you can succeed in walking with your your intimate relationship with God. So, but with that is our bodies. We got to take care of our vessel, right? So I also sell products and I'm going to show you a video in just a second about these particular products. This is HGH gel. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but man, I'm telling you, this is good stuff. And when you hit 30, your HGH levels plummet. They plummet hard and they don't come back. So this is a way to get a microdose uh, dose of HGH and it's transdermal. If you guys don't know what that means, that's just putting on just like you would lotion. The other thing is Fortress, guys. I love this. This is my immune booster um, and it's really good stuff. I took like four, five, six different vitamins that I normally was taking. I put it into, well, I didn't put it into this. They did, but um, so now I don't have to buy multiple things. It's just one. And the other thing is keto products, guys. If you're like me during uh, COVID-19 weight gain time, um, <laughs> Yeah, so this is a keto product. So watch this quick video. It's really good, it's really informative, and then I'll be right back. We are aging. When was the last time you felt an ache or tired and thought, is this my new normal? Studies show that around the age of 30, the aging process begins and your body stops production of a crucial protein known as human growth hormone or HGH. This well-documented hormone produced by the pituitary gland is considered by many to be the master hormone. This hormone is a foundational piece of your body's endocrine system. When HGH is diminished, the body starts to age. As aging sets in, the body may start to gain weight, lose energy and stamina, experience slower recovery, along with changing moods and changing sexual function. But does this have to be your story? Is there something you can do to disrupt this process? At New You Life, we are on the forefront of the scientific movement utilizing cutting-edge key ingredients to create a blend that supports your body's mechanisms as you age. Through clinical research, proprietary blends, and unique delivery methods, New You Life is a market leader in innovation. Which is why we bring you Somaderm Gel. Somaderm is the first transdermal formula that enables the body's natural power of endogenous HGH. Somaderm contains a proprietary blend that is delivered transdermally and delivers innovative key ingredients that have been shown to provide incredible benefits. Formulated in 2001, Somaderm was specifically developed for a small group of elite athletes, but quickly showed powerful everyday benefits for men and women of all ages and lifestyles. After years of being sold to an exclusive clientele, in 2018, the formulator released Somaderm to the general public. Somaderm has since helped countless people as it has begun to spread across the globe. Made in the USA, Somaderm is produced in a GMP-certified facility to ensure quality and efficacy of key ingredients designed to help you reap the benefits of increased HGH within your body. Key ingredients in Somaderm have been found to massively increase endogenous HGH by up to 800%. This translates into some amazing benefits. Men and women alike are seeing the benefits of the key ingredient blend in Somaderm that may help maintain healthy hormone, testosterone, and estrogen levels. Within the first few months of using Somaderm, men and women may experience an increase in lean muscle mass, reduced body fat, and improved bone and joint health. By fighting aging through the endocrine system, you may also see improvement in both quantity and quality of restful sleep a strengthened immune system, and an increase in sexual vitality. 
Somaderm features an innovative delivery system and should be applied to the thin areas of the skin to ensure direct absorption for maximum benefits. Reclaiming your youth may be easier than you think. In fact, Somaderm is so impactful that many doctors are even implementing it into their customer's supplement regimen. There's a constant feedback system with all the hormones and they're con completely integrated and they influence the secretion of other hormones. The key is to have the balance. The balance creates optimal health. For human growth hormone, it's something that peaked in our early 20s, declines rapidly with age, contributes to the negative effects of aging. So as we reset that clock or those levels, so to speak, then we can continue to help our tissue to regenerate, help have better muscle tone, body composition, muscle mass, thought, brain uh, function. So it is you know, very important to restore those levels and maintain them in, in, a, in a higher range. For years, ineffective and expensive HGH supplementation has been the only option. However, the incredible benefits of HGH are not always available when taking hormones orally or through injections. Now, Somaderm is available and ready to help you rediscover your youth. Backed by a satisfaction guarantee, the Somaderm blend uses a low-dose transdermal delivery system and enables your natural, powerful HGH and has been formulated to help you attain optimal whole body health. Preserve your youth with the power of your body's HGH. Fight aging with Somaderm Gel. Our bodies know how to defend themselves. We have elaborate mechanisms within our body that make up our immune system. So our job isn't to defend ourselves from things, it's to help support our body's natural immune system to begin with. And when you look at Fortress from New You Life, that's exactly what we're after. Individually sourced ingredients that have been demonstrated to support our natural immune system and help our bodies just do a good job at what they're naturally meant to do. So vitamin C, for instance, been demonstrated in multiple studies to be a powerful antioxidant and also to support the immune system. Echinacea, same category. Berberine, one of the most powerful antioxidants that you can find on the market, and also things like zinc. You see, when you look at the immune system, minerals are very, very important to the healthy function of the immune system as well. It's all a delicate dance and a delicate balance within the body. And that's why Fortress is a very nice combination of these independently sourced ingredients that can help support a healthy immune system. Ketogen 4 and KG4. At first glance, you might be thinking, okay, this is a ketone supplement. This is only going to be for people that are doing a ketogenic diet. Let me first dispel that. The ketogenic diet is great and it works wonders for people that utilize it, but you can still leverage the benefits of the ketogenic diet without being in ketosis. And that's where Ketogen 4 and KG4 come in handy. You see, they utilize a four salt blend of the ketone salt, which means that they give your body the feeling and the effect of ketones without having to naturally produce them from depriving yourself of carbohydrates. Now, what are the benefits that you see coming from ketones? Generally, it's satiety related. It helps keep you satiated. One of the reasons a ketogenic diet is so successful for many people is because the appetite suppressing effect is so powerful. So what we've worked to do is make sure that we can do everything we can to have that appetite suppressing effect in a bottle. 
So KG4 and Ketogen 4 are tremendous for your transformation because they help control that appetite a bit, which allows the work that you're doing in other areas of your healthy lifestyle to be more beneficial. But it doesn't stop there. You see, the ketone salts are amazing and lots of science behind them. But when you look at the big picture, people that are doing a ketogenic diet or just living a low carb lifestyle or maybe doing some intermittent fasting, there are some nutrient deficiencies that need to be accounted for, mainly in the world of minerals. So what Ketogen 4 and KG4 have in place is a nice balanced collection of minerals to help support that low carb lifestyle and help provide you with the minerals that you need for those healthy functions when you're going through your transformation. Additionally, we look at nutrients and vitamins because one of the things that can happen when you're on a lower carb diet is you can expel some of the water soluble vitamins and that happens simply because on a ketogenic diet you tend to urinate a little bit more well you have to put those back in your system and we don't expect you to be eating buckets of greens all day so we put a nice amount of nutritious vitamins and minerals alongside it now what's the difference between kg4 and ketogen 4 the main difference is ketogen 4 has caffeine so so it's something that's tremendous before a workout or something that you might want to use earlier in the day. Whereas KG4 does not utilize caffeine and has no artificial sweeteners. So what that means is it might be something you want to take in the evening time and you still want to stay satiated and maybe don't want to eat so much dinner, but you don't want to have the caffeine before bed. They also come in a number of delicious flavors, kiwi peach, as well as citrus orchard, which goes along perfect with your breakfast meal, just like a cup of orange juice. All right, guys, so check it out. Uh, it's in the comments section. It's healthysurrender.com. Don't do it now because otherwise you'll you'll end up missing the show. But I just want to say hi to a couple people that um, made a couple comments. Hi, Betsy, how you doing? Thank you so much for watching. And uh, I hope I do not get this wrong, but um, I talked to her today, guys, and uh, Veronique, Veronique, Pierre, I think that's right. I, if, I'm really sorry if I got it wrong. But guys, she's going to be a guest in um, in October. And she wrote a book, uh, and it was just released in July. And I can't wait to read the book, one, and two, have her on the show to talk about it. She wrote a 21-day way to get rid of anxiety and depression. And it's through things that she did uh, when, uh, when something happened to her. So amazing. I can't wait. Actually, I had two. Uh, I had two background interviews today, and another one's uh, uh, Mariah Jean. I don't know if you guys seen her on um, on, uh, on on Facebook. Uh, you can also see her on uh, Paula White's uh, page. I think it's Women Lifestyle or something like that. But thank you again, Miss um, Pereira, I'll, I'll say, for watching. But excellent. So, guys, where are you watching from? Got a couple people that, that did it, and I love that kind of comment stuff. So just put where you're watching from. If it's the first time, put it's the first time you're watching. And if you got prayer requests or you got comments on what we're about to talk about. So let's transition right into this right here. So Pastor Skip Henderson from World Outreach uh, Training Bible Study. Uh, oh, I got that totally wrong. Skip Henderson, World Outreach Bible Training Center. There we go. i to look at my notes. You'd think I would know that. This is like the fifth time that, that we've been plugging his, uh, his conference. So guys, he's coming up next weekend, Friday, Saturday, uh, September 17th and 18th. It's an awesome conference, awesome people. Check out this quick video, and uh, I'll talk about it in just a second.
Fellas, Keeping It 100 Men's Conference is here to increase your entire life. Listen, we have been working on making men better. And this year, we're going to do it on a whole higher scale, a higher level. We're going to give you an opportunity to make your life better from the inside out. Listen, 2021 is a year. And it's going to be pretty amazing. And this is not going to be a regular men's gathering. We're going to help you be better in your health, your mental health, your family relationship, all your relationships we want to help you get better with. So you need to be here. Now, I brought some heavy hitters with me. I brought national award-winning journalist and sports broadcaster Chris Bouchard is going to be here in Milwaukee, along with the hilarious nationally recognized comedian Michael Jr. is going to be with us. The other rule we have around. All right, guys, so check it out. That's in the comments section, too. You have to uh, get a ticket and stuff. So not now. Do it later. But it's next week, guys. So 9, 17, and 18. Guys, I know when you go there, you're going to come back. You're going to leave. You're going to be changed. I know that uh, for a fact. Oh, also, Todd Delaney is going to be singing there, too. He's awesome praise and worship singer. Just totally, totally awesome. All right, so we need to get the show going. And so, guys... There's a couple things that I've been kind of just hitting each show for, I would say, the last month and a half. And um, this is one of them right here. So, oh, I just want to turn back a little bit. Otherwise, you guys won't be able to hear me. Um, so, what we're seeing right now going on around the world, it all falls into the spiritual realm. And we need to really concentrate on that. So, even like today, when I saw what was going on with our president saying he's going to mandate things, um, for, for certain groups of people. I, it's Guys, it's a spiritual attack. It really, really is. And we got to look at it like that. And unfortunately, people can be manipulated by the devil. And, and that's even Christians, guys. So, um, so let's read this real quick. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And this is the Passion Translation. Um, now, my beloved ones, I have saved several of the most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with the strength through your life your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Guys, I love that part right there because Holy Spirit gave me something and I'll, I'll, I'll show you in just a second. But I'm telling you guys, when you get filled up every morning with Holy Spirit, you're, you're operating on that overflow and it's, he's flowing in and through you. And so wherever you go, you're changing the atmosphere with Holy Spirit flowing through you, and then you're you're going to be changing people because Holy Spirit has a lot to say about where you're at, who you're talking to, and He wants to touch them like you wouldn't believe. In and through you, it's so important. A lot of people like the in, but they don't really like to take the risk of the through, right? And we got to follow through with the through. If that makes sense. I think it does. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you'll be you'll be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Mm. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are powerful class of demon gods and the evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. So guys, when you're seeing stuff happening like this, start declaring the opposite. Start declaring the opposite. Like when I was watching the president, I'm declaring, you know what, in Jesus' name, 
I should have a right to choose. In Jesus' name, we're just declaring that right now that the opposite is gonna happen with that, that any of the attacks that the devil's trying to do through the people that are in office, that those are null and void in Jesus' name. That's the kind of stuff we need to start doing, guys. Crazy, crazy. All right, check this out. See any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. Helicopters and black smoke visible. American diplomats, including the ambassador, evacuated to the airport. At least 500 staff leaving the country so far. The embassy shuttered, the flag coming down. The evacuation of Americans is continuing tonight, but it has been interrupted by sporadic gunfire. The embassy telling Americans to shelter in place. Afghanistan cannot be used as a terrorist base. That Afghanistan has become a Disneyland for terrorists. We plan for every contingency. Total chaos. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It's a failure. And he needs to own that failure. Bear responsibility for all that's happened. He did not admit any mistakes. He did not uh, offer any change of course. He says we're going to continue forward. He really isn't taking responsibility. Mr. Biden, you did this. You made the deal with the Taliban. This is the consequences of it. Go to hell, Biden! Tens of thousands of people being left behind. There's American citizens left. We're going to stay and get them all out. We did not get everybody out. Dozens and dozens of U.S. citizens went to the airport, and the gates never opened. The mission hasn't failed yet. If this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? But uh, there's, you know, there to be... Guys, I hate to say it, but things are getting worse and worse. Um, I'm telling you, the devil is is trying to pound this stuff like you wouldn't believe. And uh, remember, the principality stuff. Um, man, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy what's going on over there. It's crazy that we left Americans there. It's crazy that that we have um, people that fought with us, the the Afghan uh, veterans that fought with us and in, did interpretate uh, that they, they were interpreters, they were in intel of different things that were happening, and we left them there. Um, it was so chaotic that, and you'll you'll see videos of this in just a second, that they didn't even vet the people that they were bringing to the states or, or to other countries. They were taking as many people as they could inside the planes to get them out because of the chaotic situation that they allowed. They didn't have to do it the way they did it. Right now in the state of Wisconsin, there are, there's about 8,000 refugees that weren't vetted. They're doing it now. And you'll see reports that these people are like walking off the bases on their own, doing whatever they want to do. Isn't that kind of crazy? Uh, totally crazy. We had 16 people 
that were involved, probably more, but I think it was like 16 that got in the United States in 9-11. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. And then you flip that and we have people that were combat veterans that are over there right now. And there's like six airplanes that are on, on the runway and the Taliban is not allowing them to leave. And our government is not allowing them to leave because they're telling them they can't land anywhere because they don't know who's inside the plane. But you allowed thousands of people in the planes and brought them to wherever without vetting them. But now the situation's different. Guys, it's upside down. It is upside down. Crazy upside down. It's crazy. All right, check this out. Um, we got a couple of these clips. Um, this is one from Hannity. Right there, we did not get everyone out. And tonight, the administration doesn't seem to know just how many American citizens are left behind. Hundreds, if not over a thousand. The fact that they cannot give all of us an exact count is beyond repulsive. And because of the constant threat from terrorists in the Taliban and ISIS and Al-Qaeda, uh, some unknown number of Americans could not make it to the airport in Kabul and were subsequently abandoned by Joe Biden and his administration. Watch. No, no American citizens came out on the last, what we call the joint tactical exfiltration, the last uh, five jets to leave. Uh, we, we maintained the ability to bring them in up until immediately before departure, but we were not able to bring any Americans out. That activity ended probably about 12 hours before our exit although we continue the outreach and would have been prepared to, to bring them on until the very last minute, but none of them made it to the airport and were able to be, and were able to be a cop. Guys, I, I hope you understand who the Taliban are. They're the ones that committed the act of 9-11. That was the group. I, I mean, let that sink in um, and let it sink in like really bad when you're watching the, the tribute at the, the, the video because, guys, it, it made me sad, man. <laughs> and how, and how, can we, how can we do that as Americans? How, how do you... Oh, just keep on watching. How interesting. As a candidate in 2019, Joe Biden tweeted that in the United States of America, we leave nobody behind. We need a president who understands that. Then August 19th, Joe Biden promised to stay until every American citizen was out of Afghanistan. It was only a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, Joe Biden was t telling all of us an outright lie. Every American, this transcends politics. This isn't Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. Every American should see their president lie to them right here. The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone else He never intended to get everyone out. that's the objective. He intended that's what we're the doing now. Of the that's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops if, will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. An afterthought. And... And if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. We're going to stay till we get them all out. Apparently, never mind. 
This is the worst self-inflicted foreign policy crisis in modern American history, one of the worst in history. Everyone involved should be fired. Secretary of I State totally Blinken, fired. Defense Secretary Austin, fired. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, fired. Yeah. General Mark Milley, why he ever gave up Bagram, fired. They all need to help be held responsible for this unmitigated disaster. Yeah, Joe Biden, too, fired. Breaking tonight, 90, count the numbers, 90 retired generals and admirals are also calling on Milley and Austin to resign. And if Biden had, frankly, any honor at all, if he even knew what day it is, he himself would resign right now as well. Leaving Americans behind and putting their lives in the hands of terrorists, in this case the Taliban and probably ISIS-K and Al-Qaeda, it is beyond heartless, it is cruel, it is unacceptable. This is not the American way. According to a new ABC News poll, vast majority of Americans, we don't get 84% of Americans agreeing on much at all, do we? But 84% of Americans believe U.S. troops should have stayed behind until every single American was evacuated. 71% yeah. say we should have stayed to make sure every ally of our, yes. ours is evacuated also because we promised them that. Our word was supposed to be our bond. Not that they'd necessarily come here, but we'd get them the hell out of there. Yes. It could have been done. It should have been done. We have the most powerful military in the world. But under Joe Biden, the Taliban terrorists, they call all the shots. In a written statement, which is meaningless, Biden said there was no real reason to stay behind and rescue our fellow citizens because, quote, the Taliban. Let's stop lying to ourselves right here. The Taliban is a terrorist group. He said the Taliban has made commitments on safe passage. Okay, I don't trust the Taliban. Joe, you've got to be kidding. Uh, we all know Joe's declining very quickly cognitively. I know he has soup for brains, but surely someone in the administration remembers 9-11-01. Surely they see what the Taliban's capable of. Surely they know that these are evil terrorists. Maybe they don't. I don't know. After all, month after month, this administration sat around, did nothing. The Taliban, we've done our time-lapse map for you. Mm. They rapidly took over the entire country. We did nothing in March, April, May, June, and July when we had control of Kabul. They did nothing as, as the Taliban took control Look at all these. of over $83 billion worth of U.S. weapons, billion. including drones, 22,000 armored vehicles, hundreds of aircraft, and 28 black Hawk helicopters. The Taliban now possess more than more Black Hawk helicopters than the entire country of Australia, and Australia got all of their citizens the hell out of there. And to top it off, Bagram Air Base was abandoned in the middle of the night, leaving thousands of American citizens completely defenseless as the Taliban closed in on Kabul. Now it even gets worse when you think it's not possible, because according to a bombshell report in the Washington Post, Guys, not exactly a member of our vast right-wing conspiracy, the Taliban offered to stop their advance outside of Kabul, leaving control of the capital city to U.S. forces for an unknown period of time. But the Biden administration actually declined the offer you and began that? the full-scale retreat to the airport, a location difficult to secure in the middle of the city, uh, and, and it's unclear who American actually made that died. call, as both Biden and Secretary of State Blinken, they were on vacation. Remember the vacation? Crazy. They stayed on vacation during the fall of Kabul, except for a 10-minute reprieve for, you know, a staff-written speech that was mumbled by Joe Biden.
others. During the dignified transfer of these fallen soldiers, a very bored-looking or totally out of it, Joe Biden peered down at his watch. 13 he apparently times. wasn't interested in standing around for Not too long. And according to reports, Biden's meetings with the families of these foreign soldiers they didn't go particularly well. According to the Washington Post, one such meeting, quote, it struck the family as scripted and shallow, a conversation that lasted only a couple of minutes in total disregard to the loss of our Marine. Tonight, everyone in the Biden administration, from Joe and Kamala and to the propagandist Jen Psaki, Tony Blinken, should all be hanging their heads in shame. All of this self-inflicted all of it preventable. Because of them, 13 of our servicemen and women are dead, many others seriously injured, and now we have an untold amount in the hundreds, maybe thousands of Americans that now have been left behind enemy lines of terrorists. With American forces gone, there is no one left to protect these Americans or any of our friends or allies from the Taliban's death squads that are now, as we've been reporting, and so many others, even in the mainstream media, going door to door looking for their political enemies. So what does God say about this? Wisdom from above, guys. There's a lack of it right now. A lack of it in this administration. I don't even know if, I, I don't know, but this is where we need to look, right? They need to look there too, but this is, this is what we should be looking at. Who, this is uh, James 3, 13 through 18, wisdom from above, and this is the amplified version. Who among you is wise and intelligent? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds with the gentleness and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your hearts, don't be arrogant. And as a result, be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not which, come down, which, which comes down from above, but it is earthly, it is secular, it is natural, it is unspiritual, even demonic. Demonic. I totally believe that's happening right now. Demonic. For where the jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every evil thing and morally degrading practice. Guys, are we seeing that right now? We're seeing it. We're totally seeing it. But the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable and willing to listen guys are they willing to listen or do we get canceled out because of the things we say and it doesn't fit their agenda kind of crazy isn't it hmm. just crazy full of compassion and good fruits it is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving guile and the seed whose fruit is righteous that is spiritually mature is sown in peace by those who make peace actively encouraging goodwill between individuals guys i'm going to show you the 911 uh, video and i want you to think about a couple different things one some of the stuff that's happening in afghanistan I really believe it's going to breed some stuff 
that we're going to have to take care of. I, I really do. I mean, I don't know where you guys are with protection, but guys, I'm telling you, we need to be, we need to have people, our military, our police officers protect us from the things the devil is trying to do. Plain and simple, the peacemakers, right? So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the people who lost their lives in those towers, at the Pentagon, in that plane that went down. Think about those people. And also think about all the people who died afterwards from cancers. Guys, there's more people who died after from the effects of breathing in all that stuff that died in the towers. And then I want you to think about how could someone do this? Do they hate us that much? And they do. And it's it's the devil. He hates us. He hates our freedom. And then this is the last thing I want you to think about. Guys, when I heard that we had about 8,000 and there's a capacity to have 13,000 refugees up there, I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm not saying that at all. But when I heard that they were there, my first thought was about Lambeau Field and something may happen there. And I need you to declare with me that if that is a plan, that it's null and void right now in Jesus' name. That whatever they're going to try to do, we are going to find them. And it's null and void. Um, wow, I just had something really weird just end up happening. That is really weird. <laughs> wow, interesting. All right, so let me get back to that. All right, I'm going to go right into the video, guys. Here we go. Um, so this is going to be about... about eight, nine minutes, watch the whole thing, think about those things, and I'll talk about the Lambeau Field thing in just a second. We have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. There's a huge pall of smoke coming from that direction. second plane plowed through we were just a few stories below you're in this concrete bunker of a fire stairwell and it's shaking back and forth like you can't believe and the handrails breaking away from the wall and the, uh, the concrete spidering out and the steps like waves in the ocean undulating underneath your feet We were on the 105th floor of Two World Trade Center, the South Tower. And the gentleman uh, from Aon Corporation came into the room, explained that there had been an explosion. That's what he called it, an explosion in the North Tower and that we had to evacuate. My husband came running into the room and shook me awake. And he was yelling and screaming and saying, a bomb went off in the World Trade Center. A bomb went off. You got to come see. that's the first chance we had to see what was going on in the North Tower. Probably the worst 30 seconds of my life. Furniture and paper and people being pulled through those 
holes in the building and out against their will. I remember thinking that this that was no accident because that plane, it tilted like this. And it was very clear that it was a de very deliberate move. And the, the, the shock waves from the impact of that plane going into the building actually blew us back into our apartment and knocked us out. It was just a few moments later, I was somewhere between 74 and 72 when the second plane plowed through our building. So we were just a few stories below the strike zone at that point. When you're in this concrete bunker of a fire stairwell and it's shaking back and forth like you can't believe and the handrails breaking away from the wall and the, uh, the concrete spidering out and the steps like waves in the ocean undulating underneath your feet. And uh, that's a chance we had for the first time to encounter the police, the firefighters and the paramedics from New York City going in the other direction. Um, just the looks in their eyes told the story they knew. As we got into the South Tower, a woman came to us yelling and screaming, there are people trapped in the elevator. And they were screaming and yelling, not, be, not just because they had just fallen 70 floors, free fall 70 floors, but the elevator pit below them was on fire with jet fuel and they were right above it. So they were getting burned and they were trapped. I try not to think about the choices that Kagai had up there. There were over 200 people who jumped to their death. Right. And I don't know if Kagai was one of those people or not. My gut tells me he probably was because that was something that he could control. Well, at least they'll have a body to bury. You have this momentary feeling of finalness, okay? Like, this is it. Um, then you have that secondary feeling of, no, I got to keep moving. We have no clue what's going on here. Let's keep going. The uniforms that were there were just screaming at us, run, 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 don't stop, don't stop. And uh, we got across the street from the building uh, in front of St. Paul's Chapel. And we look back and you see this unbelievable ticker tape of concrete steel and bodies. Right at that point was when we heard what was the, clearly the, the twisting steel, the crumbling concrete of what once was the South Tower, the building that we were in, the first building to go down. It was unbelievable. You hear this and you knew what it was and you hear the cries of hundreds of thousands of people on the streets of New York all screaming the same blood-curdling scream at the same time. Um, it's what I hear first thing in the morning and last thing at night virtually every day. Tower 2 collapsed onto the Marriott Hotel and the Marriott Hotel collapsed around us pitch black, you couldn't breathe. The dust was so thick, it was caked in my ears and in my mouth, and I was trying to breathe. And I was on my hands and knees and I was crawling. 
back toward the door I had come in at Liberty Street. But the building was collapsed and it was just piles and piles of steel and rubble and glass. I could not believe that for a second that I was still alive. But I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. I wanted to save my own life so that I could help others. And I came across a metal roll down gate and I put my fingers under it to raise the gate up. And I lifted it up an inch or two and all these fingers came from the other side of the gate. And together we lifted the metal gate up and we escaped uh, and got out. There were 54 people in that meeting and seven of us survived, most of whom have yet to be ever formally identified. So when those Twin Towers came down, they actually registered on the Richter scale as an earthquake. Everybody went crazy. People were throwing themselves into the Hudson River. They were running into each other and knocking into things. It was, it was insanity. I just remember looking at this chaotic scene thinking, I'm not sure we're gonna survive this. I think this might be the end. All the way in Northern Manhattan, we could see the white plume of smoke. We turned on the radio in the car and I'll never forget the, the reporter saying they're gone. The buildings are gone. Like when you think 9-11, a lot of people think of the trauma, of the airplanes crashing, of the people that died. I think of all that, but I also think of 9-11 and the days after and the coordinated efforts of everyone. So many people think of uh, firemen, policemen, nurses, but there was so much more down there than that. Every day, every hour down there, I got to see more more of the loss of all the people that were there. I saw what we cannot recover, bodies, only body parts. And then I knew at that moment why my husband couldn't talk. It haunted him. And it haunts me to this day. Because once I came back, I couldn't sleep. Somebody decided to flip this piece of metal over um, and when they flipped it over, we realized that it was an airplane seat and the torso of somebody's body was um, burnt onto the seat. Half the people who died that day have never been identified, have never been found, right? They were, they were pulverized, right, to, to less than ash, to, to, to an extent where there wasn't even enough DNA to identify them. Everybody knew there was something funky about that dust and debris that covered Lower Manhattan. Everybody knew that can't be right. And there was talk from our, what is it, Environment and Protection Agency, that, oh, we're monitoring and the air quality is fine. And of course, fast forward, we find out actually it wasn't good at all. It's caused over 60 different forms of cancer. 
it had human remains in it. You were breathing in electrical wiring and, and a massive amount of concrete and jet fuel. They say now more people have died breathing in that toxic air and what it did to your body than people who died on the day of the attack. They identified 158 cancers and our government will only recognize 56. I mean, it's just horrible that we've, we had to fight for our country 19 years ago and now we're fighting our own country just to be recognized for a simple, basic insurance. My husband has um, bladder cancer. Um, I lost my kidney to cancer, but one of the illnesses that they're looking at now is that many of us who are down there um, were showing early signs of dementia and Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and we've had so many suicides in our community because they can't handle, they can't handle 9-11. They cannot handle their illnesses anymore. There's no help out there. It's been 19 years since 9-11 and I'm very grateful for the 19 years. Unfortunately, now I do have cancer. I have a, a lymphoma. I do see myself as a victim of 9-11, for sure. We all were, we all were. The, peop the people in the planes, the people in the towers, the Pentagon, Shanksville, the, uh, the residents and, and, and denizens of Manhattan. Yeah, we were victims. We were victims of terror, absolutely. I've just received word that a plane apparently has crashed into really the something tower. relatively devastating happening this morning there. Is that the, there is more and more fire and smoke. Another plane has hit Tower 2. Uh, Directly in the middle of uh, one of the World Trade Center towers. Both towers of the World Trade Center have been hit. Second plane. Dear has Lord, just I didn't hit. see a plane go in. That 
that just exploded. We I just saw another plane coming in from the south. Each of us will remember what happened that day and to whom it happened. We'll remember the moment the news came, where we were and what we were doing. Some will remember an image of a fire or a story of rescue. Some will carry memories of a face and a voice gone forever. So, 
<clears throat> Man. Um, that gets you. I mean, it's just crazy. Let, let's pray. Let's declare Matthew uh, 18, 19, that we're two or more together. And I know there's at least two of us watching this, um, that Jesus is in the midst and that whatever we declare will happen. <clears throat> That makes me mad. <laughs> Father, right now, in Jesus' name, oh, we declare super. <laughs> All right. We declare supernatural peace right now. I just declare it in me, just right now, just supernatural peace. Hit these airways right now, Holy Spirit. Just fire supernatural peace right now. We declare that all the people... All the families that were affected by this, that you just send them supernatural peace, that they would just feel your presence right now, Father, and that they would continue to feel your presence uh, with the 20th anniversary and, and that day coming, Father. We declare that all, <laughs> all those people that are now sick, we declare that they are not sick, Father, that they are healed in Jesus' name. All spirit of cancer needs to go right now in Jesus' name. All infirmities need to go right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just declare that you would just send warrior angels, thousands, hundreds of thousands of them, to each of the places that these Afghan refugees are, are at, especially right here in Wisconsin, Father. Hundreds of thousands of warrior angels. And that we stop whatever the devil was trying to do. Any kind of plans, we just call them null and void right now in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that there'll be a revival with the Afghan re uh, refugees, that there'd be Christians that, that would just speak to them, Father, and that Holy Spirit would hit them, Father, and that they would be accepting you and that a revival would break out. We're declaring a revival for the Taliban, Father, that, that you would just touch them, their, their lives, or shake them, Father. Shake them so they can't not accept you. Just, I know that. You're not going to do that, Father, but just shake them. Make things happen in whatever's going on that they see you, Father, and that they fear you, Father, and that they want to accept you. Father, those plans for Lambo, I just declare those null and void right now in Jesus' name. I declare that in the process of vetting, that, that you would help the people that are doing those vettings to catch those people that are here, that are not supposed to be, and that the ones that have plans to do something to America, Father, we declare that you would catch those people, Father, that they would be exposed, Father. We're just declaring that exposure right now in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that that supernatural peace would just hit the servicemen because I know <laughs> with the anniversary date coming up and all the stuff that just happened, and I know it's hitting them hard. We declare that you just send peace, just supernatural peace to them and their families. Let them know, Father, that what they did when they were there is honorable. And the Gold Star families, Father, that what their sons and daughters did was honorable and that they made a difference, Father. Let them know that, Father, in Jesus, Jesus' name. Let them know how much you love them, Father. 
principality of terror, we call you down right now in Jesus' name. You no longer have control over those areas. You no longer have control over Afghanistan and the Middle East. Spirit of terror, you need to go now in Jesus' name. Spirit of violence, you need to go now in Jesus' name. Spirit of chaos, you need to go now in Jesus' name. We call you null and void. Warrior angels are around you, and they are going to stop you from doing those things. Spirit of violence, got to go right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just love you. We know you're touching those people right now. I thank you for changing the stuff that just in me. I just felt it, Father, and I just thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Just thank you for going through these airways. Father, I just declare that people will watch this for years to come, and you, you would just flow through these airways and just hit them hard, Father. Let them feel your presence. Let them know how much you love them. In Jesus' name. All right, guys. Crazy good. Crazy, crazy good. Okay, so now that with the backdrop of these terrorists that are now like in charge of the Afghan government. Guys, some of the stuff you're about to see, you're going to be like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, like, it's unbelievable. Like, there were five people that were let go by the, uh, by the Obama uh, when Biden was vice president and Obama was president that were in, uh, I think it's Guantanamo Bay or something like that. These are five terrorists that we locked up and they let these five or four people go in a hostage situation where the guy that they traded him for, yes, he was an American, but the dude was, a uh, he, he, he left his unit and ran. He was, <laughs> I mean, he, do you, you get that? I mean, and so now these four or five people are now part of this government. So that came twofold, didn't it? Holy cow. So they let him out of jail to get this American back. And now those guys who we had locked up are now running Afghanistan. Check out this video, guys. This is just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. No, you know what? I'm going to go to refugees. Let's do the refugees first. Because we just got done praying about this. So check this out. Oh, the other thing too, guys, found out that we don't, we, you normally don't hear this at all, like measles outbreak and stuff like that. But one of the people up in, uh, one of the people up in Fort McCoy, one of the refugees has measles. And uh, that's crazy too. So. Is that next destination? For most, it's America. And while some of these refugees are our allies, we can't be certain it was only our friends who boarded those planes. We need a strong vetting process in place to ensure that we are not endangering more Americans. Fox News' own Jennifer Griffin pressed General Mark Milley on the safety concerns of those being processed in Germany. You saw some of the security measures being taken today. Are you comfortable that enough vetting is being done here before these evacuees are brought to the U.S.? This guy needs to go, guys. I am. If the uh, individual, if the evacuee uh, has some sort of derogatory information or something suspect at all, it'll pop up. Uh, as red uh, or yellow, uh, the processed about 30,000 people through here, and they've had I think uh, I think they said a couple of hundred or something like that have, have popped red. Couple hundred. Oh, you heard that? It'll just, just pop up. Couple hundred. So just how They're good terrorists. is this vetting process? According to former acting okay. director of 100. national intelligence Rick Grinnell, the process is a complete failure. Ramstein Air Base in Germany, where I was U.S. ambassador 
is welcoming many of the um, Afghan refugees. The vetting process is atrocious. They're yeah. being told by Biden administration officials to rush people through if there's not proper documentation. Now, this is illegal. And that's just what's happening with refugees in Germany. What about the 40,000 refugees the State Department has already settled in the U.S.? Have they been cleared? Yeah. Turns out we don't know until no. they're actually here. Now, Let's staying in Afghanistan, where the Taliban has formed their new interim government, turns out the Biden administration was duped by the kinder, gentler Taliban. The White House is angry that their cabinet lacks inclusivity, as if that group that persecuted women for decades was suddenly going to put them in charge of the country. <laughs> well, it turns out the only diversity in the Taliban's ranks are the different factions of terrorists they've imported from around the region. Here to respond is Dan Bongino, host of Unfiltered on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Um, Dan, thank you for joining me tonight. It seems incredible that the Biden administration, all these deep staters who came from, you know, the Wesleyan gender program, all these pajama boys in the State Department, that they actually thought that there was going to be this new inclusive Taliban government and they're surprised that women aren't included. I mean, what are they thinking? Yeah. They're, they're not. not. They're imbeciles. <laughs> These are some of the dumbest people yeah. on planet Earth. Hey, here's how this goes down, right? They didn't really think that. The Biden administration is an eclectic blend of probably five or six hundred of the dumbest people in the country right now and a blend of very smart people who think you're stupid. See in our effort to get as many people out as fast as we can, uh, while we had the, uh, the airport uh, functioning, uh, we focused on doing just that, and we're, we're doing accountings on the back end. Uh okay, he just said it. We're doing the accountings, the vetting, on the back end. Unbelievable. Guys, we just got done watching that video of 9-11. Of, of we had 16 people. Millie, General Millie, or Willie or Millie, one or the other, he said that... Um, they had the red pop-ups, a couple hundred in 30,000 people. Okay. You did it on the back end. As people arrive in the United States. It's crazy. That's your Secretary of State admitting that he didn't care about vetting these folks before we brought them to U.S. soil. And if you thought they would be securely held on U.S. military bases, well, think again. In an Ingram Angle exclusive, Afghan war vet and Congressman Mark Green shared a letter he just sent to Secretary Blinken. I've recently been made aware of someone at Fort uh, Pickett, Virginia, that Afghan evacuees basically have free reign of the complex and have even been allowed to leave despite not having uh, completed the vetting process. My source has made shocking allegations, including multiple incidents of sexual assault and several evacuees have been picked up by Uber drivers without any permission from authorities or being cleared to leave. Congressman Mark Green joins me now, Congressman, uh, that they're being, um, their records are being looked at on the back end was stunning enough, but what you're reporting tonight is truly shocking. Laura, it's crazy, and it's not just Fort Pickett. I'm talking to sources that are at multiple locations. You know, the real challenge here is directions from state. You know, DOD is getting its directions on how to handle these situations by the State Department, and the State Department is failing to give them adequate information. They're, they're letting them leave. They can catch an Uber and actually leave the base. They don't know 
exactly how many are even there. So they can't account for someone if they don't return. And they're telling the people, oh, if you go and you don't come back, well, that will end your visa processing. But if they want free, they're they're gone. There's nobody keeping them from leaving. And then you get the shocking allegations of harassment and sexual assault, and it's just, it's horrific. Well, uh, Congressman, isn't it also the case, as the New York Times reported over the weekend, that many of these individuals arrived in the United States with no documents? Yes. We don't. So when, when, he, when, when Millie says, oh, no, they're going through several levels of databases, against what? We don't know who they are. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we don't have biometrics on a good portion of these people, and we can't really get information from state because they won't provide names. They won't provide any information on the people, the numbers that they have. They won't even tell us how many American citizens they evacuated. We tried to get that number, uh, you know, requested through the National Defense Authorization Act the other day, and and I couldn't get that passed. Um, It's just crazy. This State Department is a complete failure. Well, here's how DHS Secretary Mayorkas uh, thinks that the vetting is actually how it's going. Listen to this, guys. We're dealing with very, very few people that have given us any cause uh, for concern. The Taliban, when they took control, released thousands of prisoners, including members of ISIS and al-Qaeda. Can you guarantee that none of those prisoners are making their way into the United States? I can guarantee you that we are doing everything possible to make sure that they don't. But, Congressman, it's clear that they aren't. And we have thousands and thousands just 10 miles from here at Dulles Airport on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We don't know who a lot of these individuals are. Is that not true? That is absolutely true. There are many of them that had zero documentation at all. A very large number of them, like 20, 30 percent. Well, and it turns out that anyone who got onto those airplanes because of a humanitarian concern, someone, uh, you know, pushed their way up to the front or was infirm, and a lot of people were infirm. They were there for hours and days. It was a terrible, awful scene, heartbreaking. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of individuals, it was reported, were grabbing women and children and say, oh, this is my wife. But we have no record to show that they actually are even related. Same thing happening at our southern border. Is that not the case? That is, that is absolutely true. We don't have any documentation. We can't prove that family units, I mean, they can do DNA tests, but unfortunately, these people are just being allowed to leave the, the containment areas. They're, they're, they can just get up and, and walk out. And that's from multiple sites, not just Pickett. Um, and and they're, not, they're not tracked. They're not accounted for. We have no way of knowing who they are. And we've had talks with people who are saying they know Taliban is in some of these flights. So this is one of the greatest security risks this nation has ever had. And this president and State Department don't seem to care. Oh, they're, I mean, t- Tony Blinken looks like he's, he's being held hostage, okay, half the time. Congressman, uh, we're going to stay on this. The State Department Thanks. had no response to your letter. We reached them, and uh, we, we tried to reach them, and zero response. All right, let's check out the new Afghan government. We are learning more tonight about the men in charge of the new Taliban government. One of them is worth a $10 million reward by us, the U.S. government. National security correspondent Jennifer Griffin has details tonight from the Pentagon. 
It's a who's who of radical Islamist terrorists. The new interim Taliban cabinet includes as prime minister Mullah Mohammed Akhund, who faces UN sanctions. He served in the last Taliban government until 9-11. The new defense minister is the son of Mullah Omar, the spiritual founder of the Taliban, who welcomed Osama bin Laden to Afghanistan. The new interior minister will oversee the brutal Taliban police and security forces. Sirajuddin Haqqani has the blood of hundreds of American troops on his hands, is currently holding American hostage Mark Freerichs, has been financed by the Pakistan government for The dude is holding an American hostage. D guys, d do you... I don't, it's crazy. It's just, it's Years unbelievable. And has up to $10 million bounty on his head from the FBI. Also in the new cabinet, four Taliban senior leaders, once detained at Guantanamo Bay, released by the Obama administration in 2014 in a controversial prisoner swap for the release of Sergeant Bo Bergdahl, kidnapped by the Taliban after deserting his army post. Deserted the post. Absent in the new cabinet, any women or ethnic non-Pashtu minorities. It certainly does not meet the test of inclusivity, um, and it includes uh, people who um, have uh, very challenging track records. Afghanistan's acting prime minister told Al Jazeera, we call on former officials to return to the country and we guarantee their security and safety. But Fox News has obtained some of the so-called night letters, death threats delivered by the Taliban to former government officials and soldiers that tell them to turn themselves and their weapons in Guys. or else. Is the U.S. safer today since the U.S. has withdrawn from Afghanistan? Listen to this. I don't know if the Taliban is going to be able to consolidate power and establish governance, but I think there's at least a, a very good probability uh, of a broader civil war, and that will then in turn lead to conditions that could, in fact, lead to a reconstitution of al-Qaeda or a growth of ISIS. You could see a resurgence of terrorism coming out of that general region within 12, 24, 36 months. Shifts to the war they'd rather talk about. We've been at war with, uh, with the virus for a long time. The pandemic. We've been at war with the Delta variant over the course of the last couple of months. As Americans remain held up by the Taliban, critics are asking, why isn't the president more publicly forceful about Afghanistan? What I thought was really pathetic was the president blamed everybody else for all of these difficulties, when in fact he set the, t the, the time limit. The Secretary of State said there are limits to what we can do without personnel on the ground. Yeah. You just said we are not on the ground. You're right. Whose fault is that? I don't think this is about fault here. No, so the Biden administration is moving on, and so are Taliban leaders. There are now more terrorists wanted by the FBI and the new Afghan government than there are women. Does the president think that is a foreign policy success? Well, first of all, no one in this administration, not the president, nor anyone on the national security team would suggest that the Taliban are respected and valued members of the global community. And nor are we rushing to recognition. There's a lot they have to do before that. That is a first. That is the first time since the you Taliban filled their government with a bunch of terrorists and hardliners and guys who used to be at Gitmo that a White House official has said that they are open to someday recognizing them as the official government of Afghanistan. We are told to expect a major presidential address tomorrow, but it's not about this. Officials are hoping to change the subject back to COVID. Yeah, and we all heard what that was. That was the six mandates that our president just set in place.
Um, one of the things that um, I really think is kind of ironic is that um, th these were the same people that committed the 9-11 and killed thousands and thousands of Americans. And now there's a possibility of acknowledging them as a government. Guys, I, it is just upside down, upside down. And there are Americans still hot, held hostage in that country. It's just, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And what the president talked about tonight, I really do think they're trying to turn that page. But guys, we're not going to forget. We're not going to forget. We're not going to forget what they did. We're not going to forget how they did it. And um, yeah, just crazy, crazy. All right, got one more here. You won't believe some of the stuff that is going to be in this video. So check this out. This is handed. We are working to do everything in our power to support those flights and to get them off the ground. Those are the, the six And the planes, State Department said not. that even if those private chartered planes get permission to land in a country, they can't come to the U.S. That's not an option. How is that possible when we have U.S. citizens on board? But if they get permission, but that permission is predicated on permission from our State Department, the answer will be no. Explain that to me. Biden said we had all the leverage. Where's the leverage, Joe? If only we held on to Bagram or kept forces on the ground or used predator drones to push back the Taliban or speeding up the withdrawal until every American was out, every Afghan ally was out, all our military equipment was out. None of that happened. And you had months watching this unfold. And now Blinken seems less concerned with Americans left behind. But he's more concerned with the lack, get this, the lack of diversity and inclusion in the Taliban's new government. When the Taliban was in power the last time, girls couldn't go to school, women couldn't go to work, they were subjugated to men, young girls were taken as sex slaves and wives by Taliban fighters. Do we think they changed? I doubt it. Take a look. Yesterday, the Taliban named a new interim government. We're assessing the announcement, but despite professing that a new government would be inclusive, the announced list of names consists exclusively of individuals who are members of the Taliban or their close associates and no women. It certainly does not well, meet the test terrorists. of inclusivity. Um, and it includes uh, people who um, have uh, very challenging track records. A stunning <laughs> lack of inclusivity from a terrorist organization that we already know enslaves women, subjugates women, and forces young girls against their will mm. to marry Taliban fighters, and they murder musicians and artists and anybody they don't like. Does that make sense? These are terrorists, Mr. Blinken. How stupid are you? They're, they're whipping women and children with wires at the airport. They're hunting down female Afghan police officers. They're murdering them right in the street. You see the reports. You know the truth. They helped plan the 9-11 terrorist attacks that took out nearly 3,000 Americans, 2,977, if my memory serves me correctly. The Biden administration is worried over the lack of gender diversity in the Taliban's new government. Are you really that ignorant? Sadly, it appears the answer is yes. 
A brand new ad from Trump's Save America PAC highlights the insane level this of incompetence. Good, it really this. just touches the surface. Take a look. How did President Biden get this so wrong? They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. This has been a disaster. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. It looks like Saigon 2.0 to me. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. This tragedy was completely preventable. We told you Joe Biden was not up to the job. Now we're seeing the devastating consequences of his incompetence. Biden vacationed while Afghanistan collapsed. American military equipment was plundered. And now America weeps over the lives sacrificed due to Biden's surrender. And Joe Biden was still telling us one of the best trained armies in the world, one of the best trained militaries in the world, after the Taliban had the Afghan military army in full collapse and had taken over 60% of the country. How do you get it that wrong when you know it's wrong? Maybe mm -hmm. it has something to do with his steep cognitive decline. Joe Biden seems to have a hard time speaking, thinking, walking, and doing any basic function at this point for himself. So his staff of social justice warriors, they seem to be calling the shots. But don't take my word for it. Just look at this other strange moment from Biden earlier today. Take a look. Now, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room here. I'm going to stop. But with your permission, I'm going to walk into the room because I want to say hello to all. Thank you. And I know we don't call them tornadoes anymore either. It stopped being funny a long time ago. Now hundreds of Americans are held hostage. 13 brave American heroes are dead because of that guy's incompetence. One gold star mother invited former President Trump to her son's funeral, not Joe Biden. You have all these 9-11 families saying, don't come to our memorials on 9-11. And this mother says that Joe Biden has blood on his hands. In a social media post, she called Biden a weak human being and a traitor. Joe Biden truly is a weak human being in every way, physically, mentally, morally. And now a vast majority of Americans seem to agree. A new Democratic-leaning YouGov economist poll has Biden's approval rating now below 40 percent, with an oversampling of Democrats of 10 percent. Here with reaction, Donald Trump Jr. Let me start with what would, what would your dad do? First thing I say, they never would have, if they moved three steps outside of the borders they agreed to, he would have obliterated them. Like the caliphate, Soleimani, yeah. like Baghdadi, like the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. That's step one. We never would have gotten here, right? Never. Sean, the only thing these animals respect and understand is strength. And Joe Biden exudes nothing but weakness. Donald Trump exuded strength. So they knew he was not someone to be trifled with. He, they knew he was not someone to mess with. Donald Trump also had the brain power to actually negotiate like a real businessman, not a bureaucrat politician with no real world experience. He wouldn't have walked away without having conditions met. He wouldn't have given them I've read 65 billion in U.S. equipment. He wouldn't have allowed that, and they wouldn't have even thought to mess with him. When I watch the Secretary of State and these other clowns, we're, we're really shocked that the Taliban doesn't have an inclusive and diverse cabinet. I mean, what is, this is a clown show. I mean, my, my kindergartners would have known this when they were in kindergarten. It, 
It is so absurd that this is the stuff that they're pushing. You know, and I guess it explains it because it's the only thing that matters is checking off a lot of boxes. They spent a lot of time bragging about having the most diverse cabinet in the history of America. Look what it's gotten us because they're actually not hiring competent people. They're checking off boxes arbitrarily and they're putting in clowns that have no business having American lives, the American economy in the palm of their hand. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, we could have went on and on and on. I mean, just so let's, what do we do? What does God want us to do? One, he wants us to pray for our people that are in office. So we'll do that. But what individually can we do to change the things that are happening? Let's check out Acts All right, give me one second. So, I really believe that we should be living this out right here. And this is Acts 2, 14 through 21. This is the message version. Um, and it says, Peter speaks up. That's when Peter stood up, backed by the other 11, and spoke out with bold urgency. Now, this is right after, guys, they, um, they, the Holy Spirit hit them in the upper room, right? And uh, there was fire of tongues above, their, above each of their heads. Um, so, okay, that's wanted to back up with that in a second. Um, fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and, they, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red. Before the day of the Lord arrives, the day of tremendous and marvelous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God will be saved. Guys, this is what's happening right now. I believe Holy Spirit is pouring out and there's a revival that is just billowing of just going and multiplying. Remember the word that Holy Spirit gave me that that the things that we we're doing at Faith Builders Church that um, he gave me this vision of like, um, uh, it's, it's like the United States and uh, it kind of like zoomed in on people walking into different things and zoomed back out and I could see like these shoots of flames coming up from inside where these people were. And God said, Holy Spirit told me that, that they would spread like wildfire and it was like going across the United States and the world. And so that's what's happening right now, guys. But if you're not doing the things that are in here, like having these dreams and prophesying and speaking those things in existence, what Holy Spirit is telling you, you're not going to be able to have the signs, wonders, and miracles. And that gets me to uh, the next one. Let me just find it real quick here. Um, all right. Matthew 10.8. Guys, if you want to simplify what we should be doing, it's this right here. This is Matthew 10, 8, Amplified Version. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received it, freely give it, right? 
So that's when we're talking about where Holy Spirit is flowing in and through. And those are the things that we're supposed to be doing. And believe me, God is talking to you about the people around you. He totally, totally is. Um, this is another one right here. We're just going to fly through these. All right, this is uh, the Passion Translation. And this is Isaiah 43, 19. I love this, guys, because God is doing something new right now. And if you're stuck in the old ways of doing things, like whatever that would be, you're never going to see the new thing that God is doing. And I really believe this new thing is Acts 2, and it's just pouring out. Holy Spirit is pouring out on people. So here it is, guys. Uh, I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? Guys, do you perceive? Can you see God's glory going on around you? Even through the stuff that we're watching tonight, can you see God's glory in what's happening? I, I mean, we declared some of the stuff that there'd be a revival and that people would accept Christ in the Taliban and that the refugees would, would also. I mean, come on, can you see it? If you can't see it and you can't speak it, it is not going to happen. So, um, you got to see it, guys. You have to see it. I will make a way in the wilderness and open up a flowing streams in the desert. That means, guys, no matter where you are, Holy Spirit's flowing, and you're going to have everything you need to do what God has called you to do. Everything you need. You have a destiny, and that destiny has souls attached to it. So even before you were born, God knew exactly what you'd be doing here on earth. Guys, if you got a heartbeat and you're breathing, you have a purpose. And God ordained it for just you. And there's people that you're supposed to be meeting along the way. The question is, is are you doing it? Are you taking that time in the morning to have that intimate relationship? And getting filled up and then going out, having Holy Spirit flow in and through. This is one of the things that Holy Spirit told me. that, um, And this is what he gave me. And, and after I did this is when I got that in that infused uh, with Holy Spirit in and through. Uh, that's when Holy Spirit, um, after he told me this. So humility plus honor plus grace infused with Holy Spirit, being obedient, taking risks, always will equal kingdom, signs, wonders, and miracles. Guys, it, it starts with humility. It starts with that surrender. And just knowing that, oh, it's like, God, I know I, I love you. And he wants to tell you how much he loves you. And you get that identity. And then you have honor of the people that you're seeing. Even though they might be doing something, you're, you're seeing them through the prism of how God sees them. And you have grace because you're seeing that it's not them. It's the spiritual realm. It's, it's that's what we're fighting, right? And then you infuse Holy Spirit into that whole situation and then you listen to what Holy Spirit's saying. That's the obedience. And you take that risk, whatever that is. You're walking into Walmart and Holy Spirit says, pray for that person. You're going to do it. And then you're going to bring kingdom right down to you because Holy Spirit's going to flow through you. And you'll get the signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing right now. Declaring those things. Guys, the only way God can make something happen on earth is through us. And Holy Spirit is going to give you those visions, those plans, those things like, like the whole Lambeau Field thing, guys. I really believe that there could have been something, but because we prayed, I know it's going to be stopped. I totally know that. 
I totally know that. I totally believe that. But what would have, if I wouldn't have said anything, you know, if I wouldn't have prayed for that declaration, right? Gotta listen, gotta be obedient. And I'm telling you, it's, you're gonna be amazed at the things that God is gonna show you. And the more you do it, guys, the easier it gets and the more you want more of it. And that's more of Holy Spirit, um, which is really cool. Guys, I'm gonna leave you with this last one. And this is something Jesus prayed and he prayed for us. And this is really important. As we walk forth, going forward with all these things that are happening in the United States, uh, our rights being taken away, all these things, as a body of Christ, we need to be unified. And we need to stand up for those things that we believe God is calling us to do. It's the Bible, guys. It's listening to Holy Spirit. It's standing on that word and knowing that God is going to make that way. He's exposing things right now. He truly is. So let's read this. This is the Passion Translation. And this is John 17, 20 through 26. And I ask not only for those disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. So that's us. He was saying, you know what, God? I, yes, I have these disciples that are working with me now, but I am praying for the ones that are going to be years and generations and generations to come. And this is what he said. I pray for them all to be joined together as one. Even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one, I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. Guys, if there's one thing that when people see us, when they see us unified together, that's an indication to them that God is real and that he sent his son and that his son died for their sins. I'm telling you, it, Jesus says it right there, and it's so important. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them. And so they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You will live fully in me and now I live fully in them so that they will have experienced that perfect unity. Isn't that amazing, guys, that it's the same unity that Jesus and God and Holy Spirit have. Now we're infused with all of them together as one. And if you're a born-again believer, you're infused together with all the other believers as one body in Christ. <laughs> wow. That's just amazing. You'll be fully in me and now I live in them so that they will experience the perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you sent me. For they will see that you love each of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Guys, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an honor right there. <laughs> I mean, that's just amazing to me. <laughs> Ooh, good stuff, guys. Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am, that they will see my full glory. Guys, that's because we are seated in heavenly places right now with Jesus on the right hand of God. And we should be having that perception of being there and looking down because that's where we're at right now, because we're one with him. We're one together. 
man, the very splendor you have placed upon me because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous father, but the unbelieving world has never known you in the perfect way that I know you. And all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me and I have revealed to them who you are. Guys, isn't that amazing? That's where God wants us. That's what Jesus prayed for us is to have that unification. And I'm telling you, it is so important. I mean, the unity that we're going to need to stay together in the next years to come, it's going to send a message, but we have to unify. We have to look beyond the things that we may disagree with and look at the commonalities of what those things are and to stand firm on God's word. Stand firm that they're not going to take our freedoms away. Right? Man, awesome show tonight, guys. Thank you. It's, this is a long one. Thank you for watching. Uh, don't forget tonight, uh, I don't think they're going to be doing, Faith Builders Church is doing a, the normal uh, word with uh, Pastor Prude and Pastor Robin. I think what they're going to do is Pastor's going to go live from his house, got some some stuff he's going to talk about tonight. So check it out. It's at Faith Builders um, Church on, okay, it's not at church. He's going to be doing it from his home, but it's on Facebook and it's on their YouTube page. That information is in the comment section too. All you got to do is click it. Guys, thank you for watching. And please, please, please remember we're in Rosh Hashanah right now. Yom Kippur is coming up. And that's the um, the sunset on the 15th going into the 16th. Let me just make sure I got that right. Yeah, Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Uh, it ends at nightfall on Thursday, September 16th. Remember the offering. I know Pastor's going to be talking about our offering for Faith Builders, uh, but he'll do that tonight. Um, and guys, remember the seven blessings. Keep on declaring those seven blessings in your life and then make sure you come with an offering. Make sure you come with an offering. Whatever Holy Spirit's telling you to give, that's what you give. Okay? And declare those seven blessings. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for declaring things with me. Um, and remember, on uh, on the 20th, say another prayer for those people. And um, man, awesome, awesome show. Awesome, awesome show. Thank you. Guys, it starts with that intimate relationship with him every morning every morning you get filled up you ooze holy spirit out wherever you go changing atmospheres and people remember guys surrender and be a blessing to someone